It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Nigga, I'm at the preacher's door. My knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we gon' be alright. 
nights and my prayers. I remember you was conflicted, misusing your influence. Sometimes I did the same, abusing my power full of resentment. Episode of 2016. How do y'all feel? Yeah, I feel oh, very good. I feel great. That's I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a little under the weather, but you know, like a true, like a true player, I got, I'm gonna fight through it and, and do what I gotta do. Look at that. That's funny. Right there. funny. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I'm just now getting over a cold. Yeah, I'm a team player, but I'm, I'm going to fight through it because, you know, this is what we do. Absolutely. That's the toughness right there. <laughs> that's it. That's what we do. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Skybox. This is your boy, Chills. Y'all know who I am. I'm DC's People's Chef. How y'all doing? And I'm Tiny Tim. What's going on? Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. This is a 90-minute show, y'all. Y'all ready to do this or not? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm dev sure ready. A super-sized edition of Skybox, let's do this damn thing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. Let's do it. Jack, you want to lead us off? Well, yeah, I'll lead, I can lead us off. You know, we got, we're going to try a new segment here on the Sky, on this super-sized edition of the Skybox. It's called the uh, Quick Three. Um, it's going to be quick, like three quick little uh, sports notes to uh, bring to y'all, just to get y'all, you know, get y'all appetites nice and ready for a full night of discussion on plenty of sports topics. So we're going to get into it. Um, the first, uh, the first quick uh, three pick is the new coaching hires that have occurred here in this off season uh, around the NFL. There have been seven. Uh, coaching hires that have occurred since the um, regular season ended a couple of weeks ago. Um, of those seven, three of them were internal promoted candidates. Um, Bucks offensive coordinator Dick Ketter, who was promoted to head coach after Lovey Smith was fired after two seasons, which I think is a travesty. I'll get into that later. Um, Giants offensive coordinator Ben McAdoo, who was promoted after uh, Tom Coughlin resigned. And um, Mike Malarkey, who was the interim head coach of the Titans, the interim tag has now been removed, and he is now the full-time head coach. The other four hires were uh, all new hires from outside of their organizations. Hugh Jackson um, is now the head coach over at Cleveland, poor bastard. Uh, the <laughs> other, uh, Chip Kelly, who was fired with one game left in the season in Philadelphia, has now gone to San Francisco, Lord help San Francisco, and um, also, Adam Gates becomes the head man in Miami, and he's got a lot of work ahead of him. And Doug Peterson will be the man that takes over for Chip Kelly in Philadelphia. He's already familiar with Philadelphia, working under um, Andy Reid for, for a decade or so. And he already has made an announcement on his staff. He's going to hire 
Jim Swartz, former Detroit Lions head coach, as his defensive coordinator. So that's pick number one. Seven new head coaches coming into this league, coming into the 2016 season. All right, let's go on to number two. Let's go to number two. All right. <clears throat> quick, all right, number two of the quick three, the St. Louis Rams are no longer going to be called the St. Louis Rams after two, uh, in 2016. They're going, they're going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. Cali, Cali. They're moving back to Los Angeles. Chill, you should have known I was going to do that. <laughs> oh, Honestly, I'm mad at myself for not even having that song ready and available to play doing a quick doing this quick play. But it's okay, though. I mean, yes, the Los <laughs> Angeles Rams. They're once again the Los Angeles Rams. Like, it, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they it, are. It feels so right again. Like, my childhood. I know. I, I'm living it, with my childhood really, again. It really does. 30 of the 32 NFL owners approved the move after a long day of votes and revotes on um on January the 13th to move the team from St. Louis to the site of the old Hollywood Park racetrack in Inglewood, California, which is about 10 miles from downtown Los Angeles. So the Rams are coming back to L.A. There's still no real word about what, like San Diego is no word on whether they're going to move. Oakland has withdrawn their consideration to move to L.A., and they're going to stay in Oakland. So there you go. And um, I'm sorry if I'm distracted. I'm watching a replay. I'm I'm sorry if I'm distracted. I'm watching a replay of Impact Wrestling from last night, and Matt Hardy's wife is freaking hot, dude. But anyway, um, so that's that's the number two. L.A. Rams have returned are returning to football, and finally in baseball, Ken Griffey Jr., which was widely uh, predicted he was going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, made it and only missed being a unanimous choice. Ken Griffey Jr. on January 7th was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame with the highest voting percentage ever of 99.3%, which topped the previous mark of 98.84, which was set by Hall of Fame pitcher Tom Seaver, who appeared on 425 of 430 ballots when he was elected in 1992. Joining Ken Griffey in this class, joining the Hall of Fame, will be all-pro catcher Mike Piazza. Last year, he fell 28 votes short of being elected in the Cooperstown last year, but this year he got the necessary votes and will be inducted along with Ken Griffey Jr. That ceremony will take place on July 24th of this year up in Cooperstown, New York, so congratulations to Junior and to Mike Piazza. They are enshrined in the Hall of Fame. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your champs quick pick quick three for the Skybox. Chills, back to you. All right. Thank you, Sham. That that was a nice quick three. Um yes, uh before we really kick off into the show. It's something I said I was going to do on our uh, last show of two, uh, 2015. <sighs> I said if the Clemson Tigers actually make it to the national championship game, I would owe them a, a verbal apology. Well, here it is. <laughs> Clemson. 
I want to say I apologize. I underestimated y'all completely. I didn't think y'all had a chance against Oklahoma when y'all pretty much moved them the fuck out. I mean, I also didn't think y'all would have a chance against Alabama. Y'all had a chance to actually win that game. So, Clemson, I'm sorry that I underestimated your team as a whole. I didn't give your program the necessary credit that it deserved. So, Clemson, I apologize. Y'all actually did. Y'all, y'all surprised the shit out of me. I mean, I was completely shocked. See, I'm a man of my word. Hey, Chills, how does that humble pie taste there, sir? <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I can't even be mad. I mean, like I said, I'm a man of my word. I said I, was, I said if they would make it to the national championship, I would apologize. I mean, I had to. I mean, I didn't think they were going to win it, which they didn't. But they actually had a chance to win it. They surprised me. So I mean, being a man of my word, I apologize. I gave them the respect and their credit that was due. Well, there you go. That's how, that's what that's what's up right there. That's just, that is what's up. <coughs> yep, Clemson. I watched a large portion of that game, and man, Clemson went out there and they wanted it. They were balling out there. It's just that you know Alabama wanted it more and balled even harder, um, and they ended up winning it and becoming national champions. But Clemson really showed that they are ready for that. You know they are ready for that top spot. They are ready to be in the elite in terms of uh, big uh, big conferences. Honestly, they are. I mean, they showed in the playoffs and in the national championship game. Um, they showed that they can hang with anyone, even the school in the SEC and heavily favored Alabama. Because, I mean, they gave Alabama some scares at one point. Like, they played Alabama like they was an ACC school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to go. I mean, like I said, I was going to apologize if they shocked me, and they did. I mean, that's off the Clemson. Y'all did good. Y'all should not hold your heads down. I mean, y'all took a devastating loss, but. Y'all went further than a lot of people would have gave y'all. I mean, y'all showed that y'all could be a truly legit school in the next few years. Next year, they might actually have a chance to bring it home. I think so, too. Absolutely. Um, I think so, too. I mean, they're, they, you know, they're not losing a lot of uh, players uh, to graduation or to the NFL. You know, Dabo Sweeney's done a great job in terms of, you know, coaching those boys up. And I really think that they can make another run and maybe even win a national championship uh, next year if uh, if everything falls into place like it did like it did this year. I think it can happen. I love it. I love it. Yeah, they can. I mean, if they get a strong recruiting class, I mean, they're not losing nobody, but I mean, they come back with a nice recruiting class. I mean, they're gonna be some. 
they can top what they did this past season. Easily. Yeah, I really I really think that too. I think that, you know, with right with the right pieces, with pieces already in place and a couple more additions, I really think that they can be they can be national champions next year. They can definitely be national champions next year. Um or and and be in a conversation for national champions for, you know, years to come. Yeah, so but I, uh, I, Thing I want to bring somebody on real quick. Uh, six four three three. Welcome to the skybox. Yo, what's up? Y'all remember who I am? <laughs> and if what's you don't, on, y'all... no. <laughs> what's up, champ? What's going on, Gary? What's going on with you? Nothing much, man. How the how are you and the rest of the skybox crew doing, my nigga? Oh, you know, I'm I'm fighting through a cold, but I'm fighting through it, man. All right, cool, cool. I just got a couple questions to ask you and your crew, champ. Okay. First of, first of all, I know y'all probably haven't heard about the big heavyweight title fight that happened over the weekend between Deontay Wilder and some Polish motherfucker. I don't know what, I don't know where the fuck they got this guy from. But still, Deontay Wilder knocked out another fucking bum in the ninth round. And then all of a sudden, after the fight was over, Tyson Fury came out, talked his shit, talked about how he wanted to face off against Wilder to be the true heavyweight champion of the world. So I got to ask, y'all, do y'all think that this fight between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder might, oh, I don't know, light a fire under the heavyweight division? I mean, light a fire under the ass of the heavyweight division and boxing in general post Mayweather Pacquiao. Um, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that it will, but it really needs to. I don't remember the last time the heavyweight division actually had a fight to light a fire under underneath the boxing world. Like, I mean, it's been shit. It's been years. I don't even remember the last time. <laughs> Heavyweight fight had a big payday, or was the main event on a card? Like it's been that long. Well, other than the damn Klitschko brothers, think about Tyson versus Lewis some fourteen years ago. Yeah, back in two thousand and two. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> the sad part is the Klitschko brothers don't wouldn't even won't even fight each other. So I mean, they not that? even gonna fight each other. They have too much goddamn loyalty. Man, damn that! <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, if me did, if I was one of them, I mean, I will always have the thought of, could I beat my brother in my mind? I mean, we might huh. do some shit in private, but I want to, I want to do it on a big stage. I want the world to see this. Plus, Let me guess, not I mean, in some, not in some rinky dink ass soccer stadium in Germany, but at like MSG or something. I mean, it, it it doesn't matter where we do it at, as long as <laughs> this fight is televised, <laughs> as long as the world still will be able to watch it, and as long as I'm going to get, I'm going to show the world I can beat my brother and get a nice payday, why not? I mean, loyalty is loyalty, but at the same time, I'm always going to wonder, can I beat him in two? This is business, nothing personal. Right, right. 
So, Chris, what was what was the other question you had for us? Uh, the other question I want to ask is: I know that the Rams they getting their shit in and going back to L.A., but now you have to think about the Oakland Raiders. You, I think one of y'all said that they stand in Oakland this year, but it might not be for long because they thinking about planning to move down to the Austin and San Antonio, Texas area. But do y'all think that the state of Texas with all with the Cowboys and the Texans already and everybody riding the Cowboys sticks? Do you think that the state of Texas needs another team in the NFL? No. No. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. Okay, chill. Yes. Why you say yes? Why do you say yes? Because the state of Texas is known for a few things. Football, barbecue, and country barbecue music. Barbecue and football. Okay, and country music, but... Football is one so of the They're mainly known for football. So why not have another franchise in Texas? One that can take one that actually has a chance to take some of the fan base away from the Cowboys. Plus, I mean, <laughs> look at the growing market. Look at the growing market in San Antonio. I mean, all they really have is the Spurs. I mean, the Spurs. They sell out every night. <laughs> hmm. You so you think people wouldn't come see the Raiders? Plus, I mean, think about it. The Spurs colors black and silver. The Raiders colors Raiders black and silver. Black and silver. Yeah. I mean, it will be. A you know what? You fit. make a good point. You know what? If Chills, you make a good point. You make a good point, especially because of the, the team colors. They match with the San Antonio Spurs. My reasoning for saying no. It's because of the fact that San Antonio is basically become a basketball town with the Spurs. I don't know if they would support a football team as much as they would the San Antonio Spurs. That's just my thinking on that. They, they, they. You just said it. They come out and they sell out at home and uh, for the Spurs every home game. But I don't know if you'll get that for a team that's coming from Oakland that still has the same people as in Oakland who are god awful. So I just don't well, see the support there. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but that's just how I think see it. You know what, Champ? I understand where you're coming from. I understand where all y'all are coming from saying that the Raiders suck and there's no way that the city of San Antonio is going to want to support the Raiders. But if you think about it, the closest thing, other than high school football, that the city of San Antonio actually has to root for it's the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners, which basically play in the Alamo Dome every home game since, like, 2013, if I'm not mistaken. So, Ooh. basically, other than Come that, they don't, really have, they don't really have nothing to root for football-wise professionally. But I wouldn't mind seeing – but then again, I wouldn't mind seeing the Raiders move down to San Antonio. It's just that they have to get a good team behind them. Honestly, honestly, I think San Antonio will support the Raiders. Again, football is one of the biggest things in the state of Texas. Damn right. I mean, they they will play second fiddle to the Spurs for a while. However, 
people in Texas will support football. I mean, think about it. I mean, San Antonio doesn't have a pro football team. They never had. This is the this is possibly their only well, time getting well, actually if you think about it, the last time San Antonio had a professional football team it was back in the old USFL days with the gunslingers. Oh, you're right. I, I try not to mention that league. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I mean, but think about it though. I mean Texas is known for football. San Antonio is growing by the day. I mean, they have the fan base for the Spurs. They will get behind this Raiders team. I mean, okay, yeah, the Raiders aren't the best team, but they have gotten better over the past few years. They do have talent now. I mean, David Carr is going to be a hell of a quarterback. I mean, Derek Carr is going to be a hell of a quarterback. (laughs) Yeah. Barney Cooper is going to be something special. I mean, he had a great rookie season for the most part. I mean, you got Khalil Mack on defense. Oh, right. They got <laughs> a big six foot two, two hundred twenty plus pound running back with great speed. So the Raiders have people. Give them time to actually put a complete team together with the right coach in charge, and they could be something special in San Antonio. At this point, I think. I think a different surrounding would do this franchise something good. True. Get them that and the yeah, fact, I mean, yeah, that and the fact that seeing the fact that the closest NFL franchise near them would be the Texans and not the Cowboys, the organic I forty five rivalry will basically happen between the Texans and the Raiders. Oh, wait, actually, I-45 is up in Dallas. I-10 is between Houston and San Antonio, so that would basically be an organic I-10 rivalry between the Texans and Raiders. I'm Chris, you got any, you got any other questions for us before we get, get keep keep the show moving? And nothing other than the fact of thanks for letting me on, and, you know, I hope I can try and contribute more to y'all programming now that I have a – new phone to talk on. So, you know, thanks for having me on. Peace, my people's one love world. I will see y'all later. And I'll talk to you on social media, champ. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that was a nice discussion in terms of Oakland possibly moving to San Antonio. We'll see what happens, though. I was actually going to save that for later when we got into the NFL talk, but I think that move for Oakland will be will be best for business. Yeah. Bring the black hole to San Antonio. You will get a great turnout. It won't it probably won't be as crazy as it was in Oakland, but you will get some supportive fans there. I mean we'll let's see. I mean I just we can move let's move on. <laughs> Like, what are we talking about next? Talking about NHL? We're talking about something that Tiny Tim knows very well. That's the NHL. Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Tiny Tim, this is your area of expertise here. Is it true 
that this Capitals team is miles ahead of the same of the Capitals team that won the Presidents Cup a couple of years ago. Absolutely, and I will tell you why. They are deeper than that team was. They're deeper defensively. They're deeper offensively, especially down the middle. They have <coughs> four, almost four legitimate centers this year. It's unbelievable. That's what they. I've I've been watching from afar, and this team like it seems like every night they're winning, and they're winning either winning close games or they're winning big. They just win in all different manners of of speaking. Absolutely, and uh, the other thing is like they're defensively. You have your two best defensemen out for long periods of time in Orbrick and Carlson, and you add in two young defensemen who are really stepping up. Guys are stepping up, but the couple of injuries they've been having, too. So, I got to ask a question. So, um, Ovi, Ovi scores his 500th goal, career goal uh, last week. Or was it this uh, week? It was uh, a week ago Sunday uh, against the Ottawa Senators. Okay. So, do you think will he go down in history as one of the best, if not the best, goal scoring uh, goal scoring player of all time? Absolutely, or is he a long way from that. He's a long way from the all time, but he will go down as one of the best. Absolutely, one of so, the best. Yes, yes, one of the best. Yes. I mean, he still ain't risky, but one of the best. <laughs> True that. I will say that, yeah, you know, you got guys like Gretzky, you got Lemieux and everything. He's I, I think that give him some time. I think he will I think he will be right up there among those guys in terms of the um the best. In terms of the, the like goats in terms of hockey and goal scoring. So my other question is: Is this the Caps year? Will they finally get a Stanley? Will they finally attain Lord Stanley's trophy? You know what? I am. I'm drinking the Kool Aid, and I'm. I'm. I'm going. Yes, absolutely. It's the Cap season. It's their season to win the cup. Barring major injuries, yes, they are going to take home the Stanley Cup this season. Uh. God, um, you know what? I think I'm gonna drink some of that Kool Aid too, but I'm gonna pour, <laughs> I'm gonna pour some uh, Parmesan peach in it. Hold up, I'm lying. <laughs> I don't I don't drink my dark liquor. I don't chase my dark liquor. I'm gonna pour some I'm gonna pour some vodka in it. I'm gonna chase I'm gonna chase my Kool Aid with vodka, cause I mean I'm sipping from the Kool Aid, but at the same time, there's been times where we all we always thought this is gonna be the cashier in. They had a collapse in the first or the second round. Two of those times been against Pittsburgh, so I'm like, uh, uh, I want to, I, I want to it, I want to sip the Kool Aid, but at the same time, I mean, I'm, I'm sipping with, I'm proceeding with caution on this one. Like, I don't want to yeah. get too excited and get disappointed again. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I'm. I, I'm. I'm not. 
I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. I may be taking a couple of sips here and there. <laughs> I mean, this is a this is an absolutely fen- this is an absolutely phenomenal team. Phenomenal team. But I keep thinking about how good they were when they won the Presidents Cup and then they were done in the playoffs early. And it's like I don't want to get my hopes up about them making a run in the playoffs this year and they get one and done. You know, after winning after winning the Presidents Cup again this year, they go one and done. So I'm I'm kind of you know I'm sipping the Kool Aid. I'm sipping it. I I think that this is going to be a good year, but I don't think it's going to be a Stanley Cup year just yet. Maybe next year, but I'm hoping I'm wrong. Please let let this be known. I'm I'm hoping they prove me wrong, but I don't know. I just don't see it. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm sipping, but I'm putting some vodka in mine, just in case they let me they let me down. <laughs> right. I mean, you ain't nothing wrong there. They do. I mean, uh, at least at least I'll have at least I had a vodka ready to uh, take some of the pain away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Watch your cat as long as I've had. I've had a lot of a uh, lot of vodka. <laughs> I mean, I have two bottles of uh, New Amsterdam, so I'm ready. <laughs> Speaking of ready, oh. are y'all ready for the Royal Rumble this Sunday? Oh, yes. I just, yeah. just want to see AJ at this point. I just want to see AJ. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to talk to that's, yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. There's been rumors running rampant all over the internet that um, AJ Styles will be backstage at the Royal Rumble this Sunday, and there is a lot of talk that he will that that the Royal Rumble match itself is where he will make his debut uh, with the WWE, and then he'll be present backstage for Raw the next night and the SmackDown tapings. Before he fi- finishes his Ring of Honor commitments on that Saturday, um, and then once he finishes his Ring of Honor commitments, he'll be full. You know, he'll be open to being at the WWE full time. Um, but here's something to think about: for only the second time in Royal Rumble history, the WWE's top championship is on the line, and for the first time ever, it's actually being defended by someone. The only other time it was on the line was in 1992 where the title was vacant. And Ric Flair, number three, outlasted and won the WWF uh, championship. Now Roman Reigns has to defend that championship from the number one position against 29 others in order to stay as WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, I want to start with Tiny Tim. Tim, what are your thoughts on, for the second time ever, the World Championship being put on the line in a match like this, the Royal Rumble match? I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be – I'm excited about it. You know, I got the popcorn ready to go for this. It's going to be It's going to be a show. I look forward to seeing how long Roman can last and if he can uh, If he can uh, actually do this thing. I, I believe in Roman. Believe that. There you go. What about you, Chills? <sighs> I do not believe in Roman. I don't want to you see never did. But of course, and I never will. 
I'm sorry. I'm, I just can't. Like, I mean, one, this guy's been forced down my throat. Like, come on now. Like, we all know he was going to be a future champ, but, I mean, the way that they just did it, though, I mean, first of all, they should have built Roman up better than what they did. Roman should at least had held the U.S. or the Intercontinental title before making it to the world title. Picture. Yeah, you're right. You're right, but I mean, he's here now, so I mean, what else? What else, what else can you do? Well, we're here now, and I'm just gonna hope for the best. Hope for somebody to hurry and take that belt off from, because yeah. In the Royal Rumble, I'm praying to God that Triple H does not win to set up a Triple H versus Roman match. For the love of God, for everything that I love about professional wrestling, please don't do this to me. Please. And speaking of the devil, we do have a caller. Uh-oh. Caller, you on. Hey, how's everyone doing? This is uh, this is Black P here, just swinging by, uh, uh, checking out one of my favorite sports shows, The Skybox. It's all politics. Oh, absolutely, absolutely! It's always all politics. I I could not help. I was listening, and I heard you guys. You guys, you know, I'm not the sports guy. I don't know much about sports. I know a lot about wrestling, and that's in and out of you know, depending on how you call wrestling, it's a sport or sports entertainment or it's People have different names for wrestling. Um, We're talking Roman Reigns, correct? Yep. Yep. Um, it is. It is my opinion. This is my opinion. I'm nobody special. Um, it is my opinion that Roman Reigns may be one of the worst wrestlers of this lifetime. Um, wrestling has been so bogged down. It's so bogged down and so PG-13 that we are looking at a guy like Roman Reigns, and people are saying that Roman Reigns may be the future, may be a great champion. Okay, Roman Reigns was carried by the shield into greatness. He, Roman Reigns, his, 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 his move is a freaking Superman punch. Dude, I can do a goddamn Superman punch. And, <laughs> and, I'm, laying in, and I'm laying in bed right now. Um, Roman Reigns cannot talk. Roman Reigns had the goddamn rock come out there and endorse him for WrestleMania, and I still didn't, didn't, uh, didn't get him put over he had the, 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 his Samoan family come out and endorse him. That still didn't put him over. He's had now he's had Triple H, the Authority, Kane, Vince McMahon, everyone in the world trying to put him over. Ambrose, uh, uh, you know, uh, Seth Rollins, everyone's trying to put uh, Roman Reigns over. And as as Jay Z said, we don't believe you. You need more people. Uh, it, it's, it's my opinion. It's my opinion. Reigns cannot do it alone. Uh, you know, you know, people talk about Reigns and Lesnar and all these other gigantic matches. They're talking the possibility of Reigns versus Triple H. None of it's going to stick. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's like when it snows and, and, and the ground is wet outside. It's not. That's my opinion. Okay. 
I, I actually, I actually felt a lot of your points there. First of all, you're right. The Shield did cover up Roman. They made him look strong. They covered up his weaknesses. I mean, you had Ambrose doing majority of the talking. I mean, you you had Rollins, shit, doing most of the work in the damn ring. They did their part to cover up his weaknesses to make him look strong. Now that the shield broke, shield is no more. It's been almost two years. You have Rollins doing his thing. You have Ambrose doing his thing. And you have Roman, who has the look, being put in a position to do his thing. We've seen that he cannot cut a promo. We've seen that he can't put on a quality match. We see we've seen all these things ever since ever since the shield has broken up. Then the fact that the fact the fact that he still comes out to the shield's theme music, to the shield's entrance to the crowd, to the shit. The shit that he was wearing when he was still in the shield. Like the WWE hasn't even given this guy his own identity yet. So how can you really put this guy over? I can believe. I can put this guy over and make the fans believe that this is the guy when this guy doesn't even have his own identity. I mean, it's worth he can't cut promos. I mean, you can fix that. Give him a Paul Heyman or give him give him that shit. <laughs> give him a manager that can build him up where he can just be that strong, muscle bound that doesn't need to talk. I think Roman Reigns needs Black GOP as his manager. I'm just saying. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? Given the opportunity, uh, unless it was a fact check connected to it, I couldn't manage Roman Reigns because he doesn't have the in-ring personality. Nothing, exactly. For, for me, for me, honestly, nothing about Roman Reigns stands out besides his god awful Superman punch, and he comes from the crowd. The come from the crowd gimmick is cool. I think it's a little old. It's but great still love it. Yeah, exactly. People still love it. You know what I mean? But 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 like in ring, what 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 does Roman do that stands out inside the ring? I I I, I maybe I'm again maybe I'm being wrong here, but I don't see anything in the ring that stands out. Oh wait wait you missed something about Joe P. There is something that you did miss. There is something that he does that stands out from other people. He punches the ground and does a little. Oh, before he does the Superman punch. I mean, there you have it. Oh, and the fact that he gets the the female uh, fans of the WWE wet. I mean, you ain't shit. What? I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. You ain't shit. That's why you ain't shit. I'm telling the truth. And I just put on my Twitter feed, too. I said that. The Roman stance, I just put a, yo, I just put a, on my Twitter uh, handle, I said, Reigns stands may not want to hear what's going on on this show right now about Roman Reigns, or maybe they should. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they should hear this. I will say this. Roman Reigns as world heavyweight champion, it was a feel-good story based on what happened to him when he won it. Then Seamus cashed in, and he took it, and, yeah, he was looking all dejected and heartbroken and everything like that. 
And, you know, it was a feel-good story. He comes out, and he wins it back, whatever. But now I'm over it. And I'm just like, anyone but you, Roman. Anyone but you. That's how I am. Anyone but you. I I would dare say that Roman Reigns should be in church every minute he's not in the ring, praying to God that all these other people stay injured. I've never seen a wrestler benefit more from other wrestlers being injured than Roman Reigns is right now. Like, 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 like he, he, he got his push. He did, he, how, in my opinion, guys, how dare Roman Reigns benefit from the, oh, my God, Vince McMahon is arrested angle, that washed up angle. Like, how, Roman, he had the goddamn rock, he had the goddamn rock try to push him for WrestleMania. And he sat there. It was like someone took a fish out of the ocean and just laid it in the ring. And how awkward did Roman look in the ring just sitting next to the rock like, yeah, the rock's going to do this for me. It didn't work, son. It did not fucking work. At all. Yeah, well. We'll see what happens on Sunday. I'm willing to bet you that he ends up walking out with the championship. It's going to be another feel-good story. He walks out. He one versus all. He ends up winning the championship, keeping the championship, and then he's going to end up having to face probably end up facing either Brock Lesnar or Triple H at the uh, at WrestleMania for that joint. Uh, here's an angle that I'm starting to see with uh, WrestleMania. I mean, plus I've caught a few. Uh, uh, rumor blogs on um, the internet. Um, yeah, I believe that they're trying to set up Bray versus Brock at WrestleMania. If so, Bray versus Brock. Hmm. That would be great. I would like that one. Brock. If they do, I'm going to be in love with that promo series between Bray and Paul Heyman. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That would be straight gold right there. I mean, damn the match. I just want that promo series. I want that to happen. <laughs> what, uh, but so, no. so is it no longer uh, Brock and Kevin Owens? Which I, I don't believe that's in that match I, either. But is that, is that that's what I was getting ready to say. I heard it was supposed to be KO and, and Brock at WrestleMania, which I'm like, I'm still on the same, I'm just on the same way with Damn the match. I just want to hear Kevin Owens and Paul Heyman go at it. <laughs> I mean, that also would be a great scenario. But I think Brave versus Paul Heyman would, I mean, it would just be so much more. Because, I mean, you you have Paul Heyman, who can put anyone over, who can cut a promo on anything. Do you have Brave? I mean, a guy that can just take the picture and take you to the dark side. I mean,. I mean that's that's pretty much gold right there. I mean, I'm ready for that promo series. Please let it happen. WWE, y'all have disappointed me for the past eight years. Don't take this from me. <laughs> it's worse enough that DC will never get a WrestleMania, and I'm slowly growing to I'm slowly growing to live with that. But don't don't take this from me, please don't. It's the least. Hey, 
Hey, real quick though, since we have GOP on the line, um, I actually got I thought, I got to watch last night's Impact Wrestling where um, Matt Hardy made a heel turn to become the TNA World Heavyweight Champion after EC3 held it for what all two weeks, and I want to get GOP's thoughts on that if he even gives a shit about that. Um, I, okay. I would say, you know, TNA uh, <laughs> um, is 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 struggling. They have been struggling. Uh, you know, they they made the biggest mistake of them all. You, you don't. There is no reason to try to directly compete with WWE. There's no reason they they, they tried that. And I think, in my opinion, uh, them making Matt Hardy the champion. Is, is TNA once again reaching out for that WWE uh, seal of approval? <laughs> I think TNA lost its innocence. Uh, TNA was that cute girl we all knew around the block, and and you know by the time she's twenty three, she's stripping and and she's in and out of niggas' cars. I think TNA is um, is a, is a product that started out great because we saw these guys like AJ Styles and. And you know, and uh, um, and some of these other guys, um, and and they don't need it. They, they, they TNA never needed Hogan, never needed Angle, never. They may have needed Sting, Sting is Sting, but they didn't need a lot of these other guys um, to come in and take over these young, aspiring, great wrestlers who put their you know their lives on the line week on a week to week basis. Um, they, you know, they they, they made when, when they made the ring normal. Um, I was done with it. I don't know about everybody else, but I was done with it. Um, and yeah. as I heard the report, it was it was the WWE guys came in and took over, and, and they started getting all the pushes and all the title wins. Um, you know, they 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 destroyed the whatever it's called the X X uh, the X class or X, whatever. Yeah, the X division title, but it was called X okay X division wrestling. Um, you know. Uh, and, and, and when TNA made the move to be more like WWE, uh, again, that was that cute girl down the street who, next thing you know, you had a crush on her, but you find out she's sucking dick in the McDonald's bathroom. That was TNA for me. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're oh, shit. Yeah. Damn, I need, I need to take a sip on that one. Lord, I'm taking a sip right now. I'm sure you are. Yeah, I, I watched. I watched that. I watched that situation that happened last night with Matt Hardy. You know, he gets Cyrus. Cyrus helps him win the championship. He cuts his promo. Only thing about that whole situation that I liked was the fact that his wife was fucking hot, dude. And everybody knows how I love my snow, how I love the snow bunnies. I'm just saying, but she, I was looking at her. I was like, Lord, have mercy, girl. Like, come here, let me, let me, let me, let me give you a twist of fate. How about that? Okay, all right. I'll, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to check that. Make sure, uh, uh, make sure the uh, Chance Big Mama ain't on, ain't listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, oh my know, goodness! I, I don't want to hear that text on the line. You know. I feel you. I feel you. But, um, but, no, I mean, the whole situation with TNA right now is, like, it's been a sinking ship. And you can tell it's been a sinking I mean, it's funny, though, that James Storm left the sinking ship for the WWE for a cup of coffee and then went back on the sinking ship. That's like being on the Titanic, getting off, being halfway away on your lifeboat, and then coming back to get back on the boat as it sinks. <laughs> it's like, dude, really? Like, this phone is sinking. Get away! 
they're going to leave. Don't come back. Don't even look back. Fuck <laughs> you. Uh, oh shit! Wait, 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 wait. We actually have another caller on. Let's do this. Fifteen, fifteen. The hell? Yeah, that damn TV show number. Welcome to the Skybox. Uh, I think I know who that is. Who that is? Maybe they're shy. <laughs> nah, I think he, I think he had a I think he had a. I don't think he, does he know he's on? Like, yo, maybe he, he listen to the chat. Yo, anyhow, yo, I think he's on. Yeah, I'm, I'm on. What's going on, fellas? Oh, see? hey, hey, oh, Mike Brown, what it do? Not much, man. I just wanted to say that TNA is one of the greatest wrestling products that's out right now. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, Look at those hands! <laughs> who, 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 does, who doesn't want to see beer money again 20 years later? Oh, my God. Beer money should have never broke out. I'm sorry. That, that was one of the best tag teams TNA ever put together. Like, I mean, well beer money was awesome. They, they might as well bring back the Midnight Express, like the original Midnight Express, to get them the tag titles. Oh shit! Wait, can can they do that? Like, would that be possible? <laughs> what well, what was once Bobby? Um, what was Bobby Eaton gets back from his heart attack, recovers from his heart attack, and yeah, they can reunite oh, him and see Stan Lane and get Jim Cornette, you know, bury that hatchet and um, get them the TNA World Tag Team titles. Oh my God. Maybe they can rekindle the Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express feud, and, and, and bring back Ricky Morton. He needs to pay child support. And uh, Robert, and, and Robert <laughs> Gibson. And um, who who want to see a devastating double drop kick? That's still high in, in 2016, isn't it? The double drop kick? Yeah, I realize I mean, that we don't have Mike Brown on the line. We have Petty Murphy on the line right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, wait, 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 wait. Hold up, man. That double drop kick might be still be effective in 2016. Anytime where a Superman punch can be that lethal in wrestling, where I actually can actually get you a pinfall, hey, anything's possible. Hell, bring back Santino. Let him come back with the Cobra. Honestly, I'd rather see the Cobra over the Superman punch. Okay, <laughs> um, guys. Um, I don't know what you, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, but the other day, SmackDown celebrated the 50th birthday of r Truth. Did anybody know that r Truth was 50 years old? Wow, he doesn't. Um, look he's that's crazy. He's actually 44. Yeah, I'm about to say he's 44 years old. Why they bullshit? <laughs> that was just a joke for the crowd. He's actually 44. Well, he's in better shape than I am, and I'm 35 or 34. I wish I would do a jump split. Maybe I need to go back and hit the gym five times a week and my throat, walking my mouth, doing my four mile walk again. He may not look 44, but he sounds like he's 44 because he still screams out, whoop, there it is. And I've been since '96. Hey, I still swing that too. Don't hate. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
there. He still comes out. He still does his song. What's up? I got to the point where now, like, I mean, I used to be able to understand, like, like six of the words of the song. Now it's like I'm struggling trying to understand. I'm tr- struggling trying to comprehend him saying "What's up?" Now, like, I mean, I, I understand. I mean, wrestling does do a lot of wear and tear to your body. I mean. But now it's like, what the fuck is he saying now? Like shit. Well, y'all ain't know. Y'all ain't know. Archie's gonna answer. He's gonna. Archie's gonna answer uh, the TLC match, and he's gonna win the world every the world heavyweight championship in the TLC match. Oh wait, that already happened. That, that's my bad. That's that's my bad. Okay. Wow. Um, I just want somebody to tell our truth that Pity Pablo hasn't been famous since 2003. So he didn't give it to that gimmick. <laughs> hey, you know what? If he comes out to raise up, I'm sold. Um, I, I, have, I have a question for Champ. I have a question for uh, for Champ. Uh, Champ, are you there? Yes, I am here. Um, Champ, here's my my question. I know you guys want to wrap up. I didn't. I didn't. I talked so late in the show, and I do apologize for it. Um, what does what does Roman Reigns drive? have in common with the driving skills of people in the DMV area, folks out there, DMV is D.C., Maryland, Virginia, in uh, the DMV area. I think I know where you're going with this. So you, you have to quit saying it. I think I know where you're going with this. Uh, all it takes is one inch of snow, and the entire game is fucked up. That's it. So <laughs> there you go. Niggas. That's the same thing when it rains. You know, <laughs> goddamn well, people that drive in fucked up weather. They struggle in the rain. So you think it's going to be different in the snow? I'm just on the show to say that, um, that black GOP's hands are more over than Roman Reigns right now in the WWE. Look at those hands! <laughs> oh God! I just want to say that Black hands. GOP's hands are more entertaining than than, than the New Day. <laughs> I don't know about that. Wait, wait, wait! I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't, don't know about the New Day, dude. I don't know about the New Day. Wait, wait. That that did, I, I I didn't feel positive. I ain't feel positive about that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, well, you wasn't you, um, um, chills. You wasn't there live. Um, I like to replay the scene for you. Um, the scene started off. It was like in his and then it dropped, and then everybody said BS or bullshit. I don't know if I can cuss on the radio, so I'm just going to go with the uh, the political correct term. And, 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 and then and, and then and then and then Champ came out, and then and then Black GOP came out with his hands up. Like he's about to give birth to a, a brand new baby. Like he was a doctor about to give birth to a, 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 a unborn child. He had to. He just disrespected his hands, so he he kept them up in the air to um, dry them off. And at that moment, some jerk all the way in the back, they had a front row ticket, screamed out, "Look at those hands!" And, and and it was a fifteen to seventeen minute seventeen minute match. But by the end of the match, everybody screamed out, "Look at those hands!" They're more entertaining. They're more entertaining than Little Jimmy. This is true. He's actually, right. You know what? You know what? I actually thought the little Jimmy gimmick would have worked. 
I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was, it was funny for a minute. Chill. It didn't work. Chill. Chill. <laughs> the, the, the Jimmy didn't work, but you know what does work? Black GOP's hands. Yeah. Those hands are over. Look at those hands. That's all I got. I mean, I, I can't really look at them right now. I mean, we're on a radio. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I get the point. I get the point, Mike Brown. I get the point. I get the point. Those hands. Oh man. Um. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie though. TNA has been dead since they got rid of the 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 fucking six sided ring, and they brought in Hogan and Bischoff. That hurt my soul. Then they brought in all these former WWE guys. I mean, RVD. They, I mean, Jeff was cool. They brought in Ken Anderson and fucking Lando Jordan and I mean, just all these old they brought, WWE guys. They brought back the nasty boys. And, and, and Brian Knobs had the gout, so he never wrestled the full match. Jerry said took all the bumps, and then they were taking Brian Knobs to, to get the pin because Brian Knobs had the gout. <laughs> well, I did not know that. I well, I don't know, man. but he looked like he had the gout because he never really wrestled a full match, and he came out with a cane. I forgot oh, about that. Oh my God, why? I guess it does pay to be Hogan's best friend. And then they brought back um, Bubba the Love Sponge or, or SpongeBob, whoever that, 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 that uh, his best friend was, the radio personality. And they, and they brought him <laughs> in, and then he released that sex tape, and then they fired him. <laughs> um, I, I, there, there's a theory floating around. There's, there's a conspiracy theory out there, and you know, I, I don't. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but sometimes you have to ask certain questions. Um, there are people, and it's a growing amount of people saying that Hogan was sent to TNA by Vince to destroy it. Um, I, I'd like you guys' thoughts on that. Me personally, I think it sounds reasonable because Vince is a dirty, underhanded son of a bitch. Yeah, I was about to say that sounds that that sounds about right. I it, wouldn't, it, that, that wouldn't be too far from the truth. Well, if you don't believe that, if you if you if you don't believe that, just look at look at NXT right now. Um, NXT was the was supposed to be a performance center to build new talent, and all they really done is went and raided all the indie scenes and grabbed them, grabbed all their original talent, aka um, back in 1980 when Hogan went to AWA and took all their talent went to Mid-South Wrestling, took all their talent, and went to all these other different independent um, wrestling industries and stole their talent and then run into their town. Ooh, there you go. I wouldn't put a bad man to do some shit like that. At the, at the end of the day, TNA should give Tully Blanchard the World Heavyweight Championship. Okay, now you're just being now you're just being silly. I'm actually being serious. No, you're being <laughs> no, silly. No, they're not. No, you're being silly. Because what TNA needs to do, they need to give the World Heavyweight Championship to Harley Race. Damn it! <laughs> Harley <laughs> Race has two replace Harley Harley Race has two uh, replacement hips. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he wants that work anymore. Um. Yeah, last time I saw Harley Race, he got. Bad on by Randy Orton. What if what if Harley Race right won the TNA Championship and he won it by pulling his replacement hip out of his actual hip and hitting whoever the, the TNA Championship was at the time, use it as a foreign object and pinned him. 
I, I think that'll be very creative, and it will, and it, it, will, it will put some butts in the seats. Oh my God! You <laughs> so couldn't think of. Matter of yeah, fact, it would be something that I'm surprised that Vince Russo didn't think of. But yet, he can make a match where he can make a ladder match where you have to get a pinfall to qualify to climb the ladder and put the title and hang the title. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Oh, wait. They are. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. You, you know, it was one of those Vince <laughs> Russo ideas where, you know, I mean, who wants to have an ass backwards ladder match? I'm I'm just saying. And then they call and then they call it something with royalty, with King of the Mountain. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. That shit not that shit is not even King of the Hill. Fuck. Not even King of the Speed Bump. But you know now they got now they actually have that match actually now has an old championship. I'm like how do, like, how desperate do you have to be for championship gold that you got to actually come up with one, which was your old television championship slash Legends championship, now the King of the Mountain title? Uh, really? Okay. Uh, I, I'm done. I'm ready, I'm ready to move on to football in a minute. But, yeah, okay. Yeah, we, we need to move on to football. Um, like, um, uh, after that, um, yeah, I don't want to talk about uh, TNA ever again. Um, yeah. Okay. They should uh, put they they should put they should put awesome Kong's dreads on a pole and call it dread on a pole match and it'll be Gail Kim and Awesome Kong and the and the beautiful people in the dollhouse. <laughs> oh damn. Yeah. Okay. Bucket. 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 And right right now teen TNA can't do no better. But let, yeah, let's let's move on to football right now. Um, yeah. So we have our final four of the of the playoffs. You have the Broncos versus the New England Patriots. You have Arizona versus Carolina Panthers. So, did anyone predict this before the playoffs started? Mm, not really. Nope. No one predicted that this was going to be the final four. I honestly did not predict it. Honestly. Because the last three, last two to three seasons, like usually one of the top two seasons usually already done by this time. So I did not, I, I figured this trend was going to continue and that one of these two top, these top two seasons going to get upset. And that's how it's going to be. I did not think that the final four would be the top two seeds of both the AFC and NFC. It's 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 been a while since that's happened. Yeah, I know. I mean, honestly, it's good for football because I mean, you, I mean, shit. Both top teams of each conference show that they're truly the best of their conference. Like, I mean, fucking Carolina fucked Seattle up. I mean, people want to say, okay, well, Seattle came back. Seattle was down thirty-one nothing at halftime. I mean, they had a chance to put up a field goal before the half before the half ended, but they decided to go put on fourth down and couldn't get it. But Carolina showed that okay, people don't think we could beat this team. They fucked Seattle up. 
Yes, they did. I'm sorry. Russell Wilson wasn't, I mean, he had some good throws in the second half, but that first half, he got rattled. They sacked him. They rushed him. They made him throw bad passes, which he has done during his career, especially when he gets that little blitz and you take away his mobility. I mean, that interception of Luke Keekley, I mean, that was just perfect defense. I mean, it was a bad yeah, decision, but that was perfect defense. I will, I will say this. I will say this. Seattle was definitely overmatched in that first half. I mean, Carolina came out there and just basically treated them like little punks, point blank, period. But mm-hmm. the problem was the Carolina showing why I think that this might not be their year to win the Super Bowl. They did not keep their foot on the gas. They they took their well, foot off the gas, and what happened? Seattle came within a touchdown of tying that game and possibly taking it to overtime and possibly winning it in overtime. We won't we won't know. But the fact that they took well, their foot off the gas and got outscored twenty four nothing in the in the second half. After being up thirty-one nothing at the half, tells me that this team is not ready to be a Super Bowl champion, in my opinion. Because if you, you want to win that championship, you got to keep your foot on the gas. Period. Okay, well you got to blame Coach on that one. Here's why: second half, Carolina was in treatment coverage, pretty much the second half. I mean, you didn't see that same aggressive defense that you did in the first half. They was pretty much playing. They was just pretty much playing with a comfortable lead, which they which they had. Okay, yes, Seattle did come back, but once Carolina got out of prevent and actually showed and actually had a great defense stand on their last possession, that was pretty much ball game. Carolina, you can tell by the way Carolina played in the second half that okay, they was playing with a comfortable lead. You didn't see you didn't see Cam throwing the ball all all over the field like he did in the first half. You saw Carolina pretty much calling simple run plays or simple short yardage plays. At that point, Carolina was just trying to run the clock out. A lot of coaches and teams have done it for years. When Seattle made that comeback. Carolina cut them off at just at the right time. Are they ready to win a championship? That still remains to be seen. Now, looking at Arizona, like, matter of fact, this is my choke artist of the week. I'm going to put this on the card. Everybody's saying, well, why? Everybody's probably thinking, like, why? They still won. Yes, they won, but they choked in the fourth, on that last possession of the fourth quarter. With five seconds left, your opponent is 40-plus yards away from the end zone. You already know they're going to try to Hail Mary. 
Why the fuck do you call a timeout and then call for a blitz on the following play instead of playing the pass? I've never seen that ever in all the years I've watched football. No, me neither. In that situation, you do not rush the quarterback at all. For what? You know, soon he gets, if his line holds, he's going to get rid of the ball and just throw it up towards the end zone where you don't have any coverage at. You don't do that. Five seconds left, 40 yards to go, you know they're going to throw a Hail Murray. Your safety should have been back there. Your cornerback should have been back there. And most teams I've seen, I've seen do this. They will have their tall receivers in on that to make sure that the tight end or tall receiver on the opposing team doesn't come down with the ball. So, Arizona, what the fuck were y'all thinking? Y'all are my choke artists of the week. Y'all won, but damn it, y'all choked to get that win. <laughs> before I'm before just, I get I mean, let, let, let game so, open to overtime at all. Before I very deep that ass. <laughs> I will say this. Before I, you know, let Tiny Tim get his thoughts in, all I got to say is this. What are you doing to hell, Mary? You knock it down. Okay, I'm done. All right. Wait, 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 wait. They, the defensive backs were in position to knock the hell, Mary pass down. Why? Because you only had Patrick Peterson and a safety back there playing behind the receiver that was in the end zone. Where was the rest of your DBs or your or a tall receiver at to defend that? No, watching the Hail Mary. <laughs> they was on the sideline watching it. <laughs> like I never seen just two defenders in the end zone. Like, come on now. Yeah. Since when the fuck are you doing that? Like, they won't even let you do no shit like that on Madden. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ty, Tim, what are your thoughts, dude? Yeah, no, I, I was I was wondering the same thing. I was, uh, you know, I was screaming at the TV, scaring my roommates here, you know, wondering when I was wondering what Arizona was doing, what they were doing defensively. I guess maybe they wanted to go into overtime, you know, they wanted to play more football. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> Man, uh, but you know what? I don't it, was know. Fun, it was fun drama. To, it was fun soap opera TV to watch. <laughs> yeah, and then and then Mike and then Larry Fitzgerald happened in overtime. I'm just saying, oh. <laughs> there were only yeah. two plays. They both went. They were two plays for 80 yards. They both were from to Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> to win. Yeah. You, you figured somebody would cover him, right? <laughs> you don't think so? No. Yeah. No, you wonder why? Because Green Bay was afraid of of John Brown and um Floyd. They thought that, that, oh, and David Johnson, they thought between those three, one of them was going to burn them. So they got about old man Larry, and they watched him go up the field 80 fucking yards. I mean, I'm mad he didn't score up that play, though. <laughs> he, I mean, he, if this was Larry from 08, that would have been a touchdown. 
It would have been just like in the Super Bowl. There you go. And then you look on the AFC side, and, you know, it's Brady versus Manning, number 17 is being dubbed. And for the fourth or fifth time in the playoffs, these two are going at it. But, you know, you got old man Peyton, who's who spent most of his season on the bench because of injuries, and then you got Brady, who's, you know, he's Brady. And it's like you just look at that matchup and you think the first thing the first thing I think about is I really don't give a fuck who wins this game. I really don't. <laughs> but as a football fan, I would love to see Peyton get one more shot at a Super Bowl. Anybody but Tom Brady. Just like anybody but Roman, anybody but Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm just saying. Wow. Anybody but Tom Brady, yo. Yeah, you know, I, I'm in agreement with that. I, uh, you know, I'd like to see, I would like to definitely see, uh, you know, Peyton Manning go out with one last, uh, you know, one last hurrah here. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anybody but Brady. I'm on the anybody but Brady train. Okay. All right. Y'all ready for this? Okay. Right. Do you remember when I said that? I had the Broncos going to the Super Bowl. Do you remember this? I believe. Yeah, I remember. Yes. Now they're one game away. They're playing New England at Denver. Peyton is 2-1 against Tom Brady at Denver. Now, yes, New England does get Julian Edelman back. However, I think... That Broncos defense will rise to the occasion, and Peyton will have something left in the tank to get over that New England hop. I think this better, this better be Peyton's last year because his body is not where it needs to be. I mean, he still has it mentally, but physically, no. This little, this little oomph that he got left in the tank is going to get him to the Super Bowl where I believe that he will pull off the win. And also, I'm 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 about to do this. I'm about to do this. 7889. Welcome to the skybox. Hello? Mm Mm-hmm. Welcome to the sky. Who got online? Bang on the shot. We're on bike. It's all right, Tim. I think you can. Who is it? Like, I think the Broncos are going to be. 
I will say this. I'm kind of conflicted when it comes to the NFC side because I want to see Cam try to get a ring. But Larry Fitzgerald's been in the league a lot longer and has been on more shittier teams than Cam. And I would love to see Larry Fitzgerald get a ring. I would love to see that. But I'm conflicted. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I would love to see Larry get a ring. He deserves one out of a lot of players, but at the same time, I would also like to see the Marcus get one. I mean, that's this is coming from a Redskins fan that hated him as a Dallas Cowboy, but he's one of those players that's been consistent through his career. He has truly been one of the best pass rushers of this past generation. I mean. Yeah. I think that if Denver comes out of this uh, AFC Championship game with the title, no matter who comes out of the NFC, the story will be the storyline will be who who do we who is everybody cheering for to get a get a ring? Hayden for one last go, Cam for his first in his career, Larry for his first in his career, Carson Palmer for his first. You know what I'm saying? Those are gonna be. No matter who comes out of the NFC, those are going to be the storylines, you know, if Denver wins the AFC Championship. If Patriots win the AFC Championship, then, you know, everybody's going to be rooting for the NFC team because nobody wants to see the Patriots win except their fans. <laughs> no. Honestly, I don't have nothing against the Patriots winning. I do. My uh, my buddy my bunny lives up there. He's a big Patriots fan, and I, I, I don't want to hear him anymore. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. Seven, seven, eight, eight, nine. Welcome to the Skybox. Hello. Mom. Hi. Hi. How are you guys? Good evening. Good evening. Hello. (laughs) Well, when it comes to the you know Super Bowl or whatever, I'd like to see Cam get a ring. But at the same time, I'd like to see Larry Fitzgerald get one. But, hey, may the, may the best team win. But let's just pray that Tom Brady's not deflating balls anymore. You know what? I, 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 can, I can defend that. I can defend that. I can defend that. <laughs> Here's why. Here's why. Okay. People, people talk about the deflate game thing. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, what people don't realize is that even with the deflated balls, the Patriots ran the ball that entire true. game against the Patriots. True, very true. They did. I mean, you're had, what, over 150 yards with three touchdowns. Very true. The Colts did not stop the run. So the flake gate really didn't have that much on the run. But that interception, that freaking – um, Russell Wilson threw right to the rookie. What? <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I had to that, that, pause my that, TV that and wind that, 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 that was a dumb play call. Because I mean, you had the one yard line with timeouts left. Pete Carroll, you had one job. Pete Carroll, you had one job. 
Hold that bird Hell, in my I mean, so bad. It doesn't matter which video game that you're playing. Hey, hey, hey. Who's going to run the fucking ball? Hey, what's that going to do? Run the fucking ball. Oh, my God. That was just... I didn't know if I should have cried, screamed, something. I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Honestly, when I saw that, I, when I saw the New England Patriots bring in when I knew that when I saw the Patriots was bringing in extra defensive linemen, I knew that mm-hmm. Seattle was going to be very good point. They were running the ball like hell, though. Exactly. What New England did was bring an extra line. Right. To walk up their goal line stand. Seattle still should have ball. I mean, you have beef mode. Yeah. That man can run the ball more than anybody on that team. I mean, that was a straight chest match. Bill Belichick. Belichick won that chess match. He psyched him out to the point where he made he made he do what he wanted him to do, which was throw the ball. Hmm. That is a very good point. But hey, I'm looking I'm looking for possible upset in the main in in, in the Super Bowl. But hey, like I said. May the best team win, but I'm really game for Cam to get a ring. I'm really game, gonna forget Cam to get a ring. You know, because I agree. They're I, a much better. They're they're a much better team this year. A far much better team this year. Yeah, they are. Hell, they were amazing. Especially after getting knocked out by who did they get knocked out by last year? Arizona knocked them out last yeah, year. Yeah. No. No. So, no, it was Arizona. So they knocked, it was they Arizona knocked Arizona. Knocked out. That's right. It was Seattle. They knocked you out sure? Arizona. Yeah, I'm sure. They knocked okay. out Arizona in the first time because they didn't have Carlton Palmer. Carlton Palmer was hurt. Yeah, and they yeah, lost to Seattle. That's right. He had a challenger. Yeah. Well, all right, uh, ladies, thank you for calling in. Thank you. Thank you for having Show me. Up. I hope you guys, I'm going to kill Stokeland in here. Thank you for having me. No, no problem. All right. Feel free to call me anytime. All right. I'll be back. All right. All right. That's what's up, man. Two-minute warning. What are we doing? Well, we can get some final thoughts. Absolutely. Let's do this. Let's let Tiny go first. Okay, I'll go first. You know what? My final thought is everybody is, uh, you know, my final thought is uh, I'm actually going to give you guys a uh, little, uh, my little uh, Super Bowl prediction here. I've got the, uh, I got the uh, Broncos in the, uh, and Broncos and the uh, Carolina Panthers with the uh, Carolina Panthers winning the uh, Super Bowl here. 
Got to give a big shout out to uh, folks in Carolina. Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> damn, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. I mean, AFC, I got Denver. Um, you know what? Oh shit, I, I'm I'm torn between both teams because I mean, Carolina. I mean, they're Carolina. However. <clears throat> I think Arizona has a legitimate chance to really beat them. So it's Denver versus whoever. <laughs> All you can. All right. I, I guess it's on me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I I would give a Super Bowl prediction, but I'm not going to. I just want to mention this as my final thought. Jay Gruden won NFC East Coach of the Year today, right, this week. Oh, he yeah. He was considered the best coach out of the NFC East. And also, Cam Newton won the MVP award for, from the National Writers Association. With that being said, now I'm going to give, um, now I'm going to give my, uh, a quick Super Bowl prediction. Denver wins it. All right, I'm done. Oh, I, got, I got the champ drinking the Kool-Aid that I uh, – I'm making before the playoffs started. Uh huh. Well, I started making this before what? Week 16. Shit. I mean, him. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good though. Oh, any other final thoughts? No, sir. No, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Skybox tonight. Join us. Well, join two sides of the story tomorrow as we roll out. Mike Check. We got DC Two's champ and his colleagues on Mike Check. The Bishop and Queen Poison. The show starts tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Central. Friday night we have His and Hers. That show also starts at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And on Sunday we have The Refresh. Oh. It's been real, y'all. Enjoy. Try to stay warm. I know it's somewhat snowing outside, but, yeah, please stay warm. We will catch y'all next week. This has been your boy, Chills. And this is these people said, Mother Nature, I don't like you. You suck. All this snow is not necessary. Okay, I'm done. Good night. <laughs> and this is Sonny Jim. Everybody be safe, y'all. All of Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.